Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. Uh, I'm Aaron. I'm Ryan. And I am Josh. Yes. Um, and today is a beautiful winter white day. Um, what we're going to talk about today is kind of a continuation of last week's episode that was talking about different phases of, you know, life and development, you know, middle school, high school years kind of thing. Um, and then we want to, we kind of want to tack onto that and go another layer deeper into giving you parents some encouragement, but also maybe some ideas that you can sift through our conversation and take to apply in your family, in your household, as far as uh, connecting with your kids, having conversations with them. So uh, to start off, Josh, would you just give a quick summation for anybody who hasn't listened to last week's episode? Maybe encourage them to go listen to it, but then what was the gist of it? Yeah, so I think it's really important that we talk, we interact with people based off of where they are. And so the thing we talked about was different phases in a student's life. And so like, you know, when a a sixth grader is so much of a different human being than when they end up being in 12th grade. And so just understanding that like, hey, your kid is going through different seasons. And sometimes I think as as a parent might be hard because you're like with them in the day to day. And then all of a sudden they're a senior in high school. It's like, whoa, where where did that go? How did this happen? Um, And just knowing even some of the developmental things that happen where it's like, man, in middle school, you start understanding abstract thought more. And then as you get into high school, there's a whole lot of identity stuff and what should you be doing? So just kind of all those things, it's really important to be a student of your kid. I think it's helpful to be a student of your kid to engage them in a really understanding way. So, yeah. One of the things that was said last week was, you know, what are the things that teens, that students need to hear from their parents Mm -hmm. during the different phases? And that's what I kind of want to talk about, maybe going a little bit deeper uh, into that. So, most important thing that you know, we believe that the Bible teaches, but we've also seen it play out relationally at youth group um, with students is uh, the Bible teaches us again, the heart is the most important thing that we should be after in relationships as far as getting at somebody's heart so that we can point them to Christ, which is the entire reason we have the podcast is to give, you know, listeners tools to connect with their kids and point them to Christ. So, you know, the phases Mm -hmm. and thinking about different phases provides the context so hopefully parents can maybe just get a little more strategic yes. about how they connect with their kids. Exactly. So, um, you know, Ryan, Josh, why do you think it's so important to go after the heart um, instead of just, you know, staying superficial? I have a, a passage I, I like that I think speaks to this Colossians 2, 2. Paul's writing about his absence from the church and he writes that he hopes that their hearts may be encouraged being built together knit together in love to reach the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery which is Christ mm. it illustrates to me that the encouragement of the heart really is the gateway to understanding Ooh. the gospel mm. that write that you, down everybody that yeah. if you want to know like if we want to point people to Jesus, if we want to point our kids to Jesus, scripture shows us that the heart is the way Yes. above everything else. Yep. And so that 
like Paul writes in Colossians, that takes encouragement, that takes being united together. Um, all things that really feed the heart and point us to Jesus. Yeah. So, I the it's the gateway mm-hmm. you said, which is really good. And and on that, you can't encourage somebody unless you know where they're struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if I see a human being and it's like, hey man, you're gonna do a really good job this next game, and I don't know what game they're they play i don't know if they even play a game and i'm just assuming that i like you look like an athlete man you're going to do a great job in the next tournament Mm -hmm. but if i know what tournament they're in and i know what sport they're playing and i know the areas where they're weak it's like Mm -hmm. i can encourage them and it's the same with spiritually you know other brothers and sisters and christians and even our teens as far as knowing where they're at again going back to the phases knowing where they are you can encourage um yeah and and, you know the the heart and the but we, when we talk about the heart, um, there there's. So <laughs> I just keep replaying the story from camp when uh, I was using that as an illustration, and then I heard later that one of the girls in small group was like, "So I need a new heart. Like, do <laughs> I do I need surgery? Like, like she was literally thinking the heart. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about." is the the motivations the desires that like mm-hmm. getting to those things and yeah like that passage is awesome there's a ton of passages in the bible where it says you know proverbs 4 23 keep your heart with all diligent diligence for from it flows the springs of life in um matthew 15 you know jesus is talking about how and, and we'll get into this a little bit later, but, um, you know, with the, in verse eight, it says, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Mm-hmm. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine, as doctrines, human commands. And then later on, it talks about how, but from the heart, from the mouth, sorry, sorry, you're good. But what comes from the mouth, out of the mouth comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And this is what defiles a person. And really, we need, and in Psalms, like, give me a new heart. It's all about the motivation. It's not about the actions. It's all about the motivation. So getting to those things, getting to the core, that that's where, you know, if you're going to those things, that's another way of making your student feel really understood, which mm-hmm. builds trust. So yeah. I think that's another reason why Something it's that came to mind while you were saying that was Nicodemus. Um, when mm. he came to Jesus wanting to know how to be saved. He was a very religious guy, but Jesus was like, you have to be born again. And, and he was like, what? <laughs> right. I have to crawl back into the... <laughs> what? <trippy. laughs> you know, yeah. that, I, don't, I don't understand, but yeah. Jesus, instead of just being like, you idiot, it's like Jesus saw his heart and knew what he really wanted and was explaining it to him. He took the time mm-hmm. to set him up and then have a conversation to point him to actual hope, actual change. Um, yeah, so I'm going to share a couple stories here. I'm going to switch up the outline that I gave you guys. So awesome. there's there's a couple students um, – instances at youth group in particular where I had opportunities to connect with students' hearts mm-hmm. rather than just correct yeah. their behavior. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if parents struggling with this. I assume I've had conversation with other parents, you know, that have kids that are disobeying, you know, either it's a season of disobedience and rebellion or it's just these specific scenarios that they seem to struggle with. Um, 
But the temptation, I think, is, and even for me at youth group with teens, uh, but even in my own kids, they're not teenagers yet, but I just want them to obey. Mm-hmm. I just want them to behave right. because that's easier for me. Yes. Um, when they fall in line, that makes my life easier because I don't have to work as much. Right. Getting at the heart is hard. It, it takes really time. Um, so a couple a couple, uh, uh, a couple, examples. One of them was a middle schooler. We were playing Gaga Ball, and it gets really heated, so much so that uh, some very intense foul language was <laughs> thrown out from one, from one boy to a middle school girl. Um, both are very competitive. I heard about it because other students are like, he said what? You know, <laughs> and it caused a ruckus at youth group. It's like, okay. But the student that this was – does not have a history of aggression, does not have a history of this. So me, my, it's like, ooh, what a good opportunity to see what's going on here. But I went to him, first of all, to say, you can't be saying those things here. That's inappropriate. That's mean. That's hurtful. But instead of taking the approach of stop it, it was, you know, hey, what happened? And, you know, why did you say this? And eventually it came about that he said, I held my tongue for a really long time, but then I just couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> it's like, what a great picture, though, yeah. of his struggle with what was happening in his heart. You know, and I just got to listen and then encourage and then point to Christ and say, you know, what did Jesus do when he had emotions? You know, he went to the Lord. And so it was a really good conversation. But my immediate response was not to just shut down and fix the behavior, although that was on my mind, but more than anything, it was, this is a window into this kid's heart right now that I have an opportunity to talk about with him uh, and show him that I care about him. I don't just want him to fall in line and I don't want to just fix him. Yeah. Um, So that's one instance. The second instance was there is a young girl who came to me and is like, I'm just done with youth group. The drama's just too much. I'm I'm just going to stop coming. It's too annoying. To sum it all up, long story short was, it's like you're just focused on yourself. You know, yep. that's all you're focused on. Have you considered at all how you might love other people in this? It's like, well, no, I haven't. Um, it's like, boom, heart conversation mm-hmm. about the only way you can do that is if you focus on how much Christ mm-hmm. has loved you mm-hmm. and your sin, and then you can extend that to others. Right. But it's just taking the time to have the conversation rather than just coming in to fix the drama or fix the situation. Right. It's see the students, see what's actually motivating and churning in their heart. So question for you guys, you know, what are some some tricks, tips, you know, things that you have uh, you've done in the past that have worked either, you know, with students? You know, what are some tips and tricks to get at students' heart and weed through behavior and you know to see through the facade sometimes Mm -hmm. i just initially just a quick thing is doing what the stories you brought up made me think about just training yourself to see actions as symptoms and like so when something happens it's a symptom of something else Mm -hmm. and so in those situations like you you went oh symptom let's check it out right instead of just like symptom oh you know what please like just give youth group like more tries or whatever like it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. or like dude stop cussing like not cool okay okay so one is see the symptom but don't go after the symptom like train yourself to think okay 
symptom, heart, symptom, heart. Mm. The other piece is give yourself time because like you were saying before, like this going after the heart takes time. Like your kid's probably not going to know how to articulate all that's going on in their heart. You're going to have to like, <laughs> they don't, that's a good point. That. Yeah. And so it takes time. So that, that was like the initial thing that came to my mind when you said yeah, that. Yeah. I think one other thing, I think we as human beings and thus students as well, our hearts are discouraged by law, encouraged by grace. Mm. And I think even you with your, your middle school boy who, uh, uttered some profanities that I think you exemplified. Not that there weren't consequences. He was pulled from Gaga Ball. Do we call it Gaga Ball? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Um, yes. It's called different things in other areas. Oh, um, So, but but you also extended some grace to him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, walk home now. See ya. <laughs> I mean, you offered him a little bit of grace, which opened up his heart as mm-hmm. well. And that's really good. I yeah. think even thinking back to my relationship with my parents, I. My, I can remember the moment my relationship with my mom changed. I was kind of being a brat when I was about 14 or 15. And then I got a car and then I got <laughs> in a car wreck. And I remember being terrified of what really the law of yeah. like, how, how is, how are my parents going to react to this? Yeah. And I remember getting on the phone with her yeah. and she's saying, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I got in a wreck. I'm fine. She's like, I don't care about the car. I care about you. Mm. Everything's going to be fine. You're okay. We mm. love you. There were consequences, but sure, really sure. I felt the grace mm, that she really, offered really to good. me and it opened up my heart yeah. more to her. And that changed yeah. really the trajectory of my yeah. relationship with her. Yeah. yeah. So I, I keep thinking about real quick, the, the sure. verse, the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance. Like yes. just thinking about like Amazing how yeah. you, your mom was gracious to you, showed you kindness and that opened you up more. Like, uh, I think that's important. Yeah. That's, it reminds me, you saying that, you know, Ryan is really, really good. And it's so true, even my relationship with Christ and the grace that has been extended to me that I think of often, you know, that leads me to tears when I read in scripture about God's patience with Mm -hmm. me and sin that I'm convicted of. I mean, it's so mind blowing that God would still love me. Right, right. Yep. After, I mean, my continual sin that I struggle with. it just is mind blowing. We get to offer that to other people, and right. that's mind blowing. And that's what sets Christians apart is our ability to do that. Yes. And you, as parents, to model what that looks like, you are showing them what that means. Yeah. You're showing them to do that. Mm-hmm. We only have a little bit of an opportunity being the youth pastors, you know, mm-hmm. for these kids and getting to know them. You know, you as parents, uh, I mean, this is a responsibility God's given you to do to shepherd them, to teach mm-hmm. them. So. Um, something else before going on that I don't remember who said it, but that knowing the phases where these students are at is so crucial in being able yes. to talk to them. So right. your mom and dad, you know, it might've been different when you were 18 with the car versus when you were 16, mm-hmm. they knew that you didn't know what was going on. They knew that, you, well, I assume this, I don't know your parents, but you know, based on them parenting you and, and coming at you with the grace, they probably were aware that this wasn't a foolish decision. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. So they're extending grace. But say they knew you were in a different season and this was a fool. It's like, you knew better. Mm-hmm. What yep. were you doing? You know, yep. understanding where somebody's at gives you ammo to be able to speak differently and communicate and yes. come from a different facet. Because let's just be honest, there's some times where 
we need scolded. You yeah. know, your kids need reprimanded. They don't need grace. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and but there's, that could both. actually be a form of grace even. It so, could. Yeah, Ooh, it could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is good. Um, so, so that's all really gold, uh, I think, as far as, you know, the Bible teaches that it's the heart that matters, and it's not necessarily what we say and what we do. We can say and do all the right things and have a wicked heart, bad intentions, um, you know, but there's other times that we can, we can fail and stumble through life, but our hearts are set on pleasing God. Right. And, you know, you as parents know where your kids are at and seek to encourage them in that. Yeah. Um, moving on a little bit, another thing that I just wanted to say in regards to this conversation and what do teens need to hear from their parents? Yeah. I don't have all the data, but I've, I've read several books on this and there's, again, I'm going to screw this up. I'll try to get this for a future podcast, but it's, there is evidence and statistics to show that one of the most important things that determines the trajectory of a kid's faith mm. after is their parents mm. loving them mm. and, and helping them see what faith looks like. But mm. it's those two things together. It's loving them and then modeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some ways that parents can model for their kids that they love them? Yeah, I think there's... Um, I think having a clear understanding of what love is, is a, is a good place to start. So, um, I'm going to give two examples r- really quickly. So, um, there's a family member on my, uh, wife's side that, you know, people would say is incredibly loving. Um, I would, she, the, and this lady is like incredibly sweet and incredibly kind, but she almost uh, just it, loving means she lets everything slide. That mm. and that's what people consider as loving. Let that's, me do what I want. Yeah, that that's not. A, she's very accepting. Very everybody loves her, but she lets literally everything slide, and she's an enabler. That's not a good thing. On the other side. You should also not just be like super hard, like law is what you said discourages the heart, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's not cool either. But um, you know, if love seeks and desires the very best for someone, regardless of cost or outcome, knowing and so experiencing that love through Christ yourself, but also like just having that clear understanding. Okay. So what is actually the very best for my, my kid right now? It's Jesus. Mm. It's knowing him. It's following him. It's going after him. Okay. So I want to seek and desire Jesus for my student, regardless of what it costs me. So if it costs me time, I'm willing to give it. If it costs me money, I'm willing to give it. If it costs like things I would rather do or make potentially even you're, you're making me look bad in front of other people. Mm. It doesn't matter because I want you to know Jesus. And so almost like having that, that's a like hard a thing for parents it, as far as like, where's your heart when I'm, it comes I'm to like parenting. I'm like saying this, but it's like so hard, yeah. like for people in general, mm-hmm. but especially for parents, like I'm saying these things, but like I, I semi understand the weight of what I'm saying. So, um, just knowing those things uh, going into it, I think it, that that's going to be key for, for any of this. Yeah. So well, your question, question was, was, you know, what are what are ways parents can show they, you know, that they love their kids? 
Um, I'll go. I'll go back to Colossians two two that their yeah. hearts might be encouraged and knit together in love. So we can show love to kids by encouraging them. Yeah. And I think that can look different based upon their phase. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If they're a middle schooler. It's like, man, like my <laughs> philosophy for middle school and high school is like, middle schoolers just need to be told they're awesome and that they're loved and appreciated. And if you tell them that they're lo- they're awesome, they're going to think you're awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And for high schoolers, um, you kind of need to show that, that you yep. care about them a little bit yeah. more. Um, so there's yep. a bit more of an investment there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just, I, so all that to say, I think for middle schoolers, just affirming them, telling them that, you encouraging them with words, but then I think for high schoolers getting on their level there, there's nothing more encouraging. I think to people when we are shown interest and that our interests are interesting to others. That is so encouraging Yes, and makes us feel loved. And so you, you talked about, so last night you had an, uh, let's get super practical. Yes. You had an interesting uh, yes. interaction with a student yep. that you had nothing in common with. Can you share that story? Yeah, I'm, I'm meeting. I'm I'm new here, so I'm meeting new kids all the time. And I met an eighth grade boy. He's like six foot four, yeah, gigantic yes. human being. <laughs> yes, but there are some kids where I can walk up to them, and even, just to be honest, like by how they're dressed and kind of carry themselves, I can tell like, oh, I'm going to be able to connect with this kid naturally. Mm-hmm. And other kids, it's like I don't know how. This was one of those kids. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to connect with him. All I had was that he was holding a skateboard. I hate the idea of skateboarding. <laughs> it's, I'm like, it. it is certain broken bones for me. I'm about to be 30. I don't need this <laughs> death for me. But You're in the wrong ministry, bro. I, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, am I the worst youth pastor? Risk no, averse. No, I get like, it. Oh. I get it. I have a funny skateboarding story. I'll tell at the end. But, Horrifying yeah. to me. So, but. That's all I had. Yeah. And so I was like, can you show me how? And so he, yeah. I just, he, he was like, yeah. And so he started showing me how to skateboard. I was, what foot to put on the front, the back, what foot to push off of. And so I, I was able to push and glide down. Yeah. And what was funny is another kid went out to his car and brought his skateboard in, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the direct result of you, though, as you just yeah. said, showing interest. Yes. That's all you did. You showed interest in what they had and, and were doing. And specifically, though, because I, I think sometimes, you know, parents, if you if you're getting hung up on how do I actually like learn or whatever, what you did was you said, hey, expert, mm-hmm. teach me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So teach me about your thing that you're stoked about. Yes. Like, you know, if your kid's really into anime or whatever, it's like, hey, what are, what are like the top three things I need to watch to like understand this? Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic question. What are the top three songs from BTS that I need to listen to in order to like get a good sense of them? Like, yeah, things and like that are like helpful. We, we cut you off. Were you done? You were saying something else. I had one more. Yeah, th- yeah, I yeah, think, yeah go on. <laughs> this is. I have a philosophy of like acts of love produce feelings of love mm. more so than the opposite where feelings of love sometimes yeah. feelings of love fizzle out don't wait for the feelings love. the actions yeah. Yeah, actions yeah, feelings can will really, follow and i think that can be the same with interests mm-hmm. like acts of interest can be cre- create make the thing mm. interesting that's super true and and so things that on the surface look foreign or dangerous like skateboarding if i act interested in that thing it can produce interest yes 
And so like looking at kids who like an eighth grader who only enjoys skateboarding to me, I'm like, I don't, but I skateboarded with him and my thought was, that was kind of fun. <laughs> I would be down to try that and learn a little bit more. Uh, yeah. And those acts for me, I was like, oh, I surprised myself. I got an education from him yeah. and tried it and he showed me and I had this connection with him. Yeah. That was interesting to me. And I think that can be the same with our kids of like mm-hmm. anime. I don't get it, but man, if I act interested, maybe that will create an interest within yeah. me. But 100%. even if it doesn't, mm-hmm. your goal here is to is well, I assume, parents, I don't know where you're at, but, you know, if you want your kids to fear the Lord and trust Him, you know, you, by showing interest in them, also might make them interested in the things you care about. So when you talk to them Ooh. about going to church, when you talk to them about the, the community and fellowship that God commands us into hearing God's Word, into reading God's Word, it's like they're, they might not be interested in that. But I tend to get interested in the things that my friends are interested in. Yes. And the people who care yes. about me mm-hmm. and show interest in me, I naturally totally. reciprocate. And that's, when a that's crisis right. comes up, you know who to go to because you trust them. Well, right? Like yeah, there's all those things. Yeah. Yes. So to kind of wrap this up, we could talk we could we could continue to go here. I really want to hit on though something that that is absolutely necessary. And some parents are really good at this. Other parents, not so much. Um, And I think it's just a human thing. Some people are good at it and some are not. But conversation, how important is conversation when it comes to showing interest, as you said, Ryan, or to, you know, understanding and knowing people in the phase of life that they're in? What part does conversation play in all of this? I I think... um... I think there's two aspects. So I think it's important. And I think there's two aspects to conversation. It is the words you say and the intent behind the words. So like students have a like high hypocrisy meter. And so, and so like, (laughs) meaning, meaning they can detect it. They know when somebody's saying one thing and doing something else. and, And like, Man, I you don't actually care. Like you're not into this. You're yeah. just saying the words, you know. So I think, you know, just being, you know, being motivated by love, like the Bible talks about, like when when you can be like super motivated by that, that that's huge. But then like the words you say uh, specifically not just always telling but asking questions, but I would also even say like kind of be sensitive with how many questions you're asking Mm -hmm. because sometimes like a student could just feel like wow you're asking me like a hundred deep questions at once like uh and then they can just clam up like this is a long game Mm -hmm. you need to trickle in questions you need to trickle in building these experiences um i think just kind of being aware of that um is huge because I can't like I can't go up to a kid who I've never met before and be like or, or even just a couple times like hey what's your deepest darkest sin not gonna happen right um well not usually well not usually yeah go on I'll say something no, no, else no, in no. a second but like if I if I start building Mm-hmm. a relationship with them and at, uh, talking with them and then when say something comes up oops say something comes up and then do what you did and be like oh symptom let's go to the heart mm-hmm. then that's a more natural progression so yeah 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 
Conversation is, is, I think, the heartbeat of relationship. If you take conversation away, relationship is... Fizzles. It, it, it's yeah. not going to happen. You know, whether that's verbal, nonverbal, but, you know, for instance... The student that I have that I could – the middle schooler, I don't know him that well. I've not had any deep conversations with him, the one that you know used foul language. It's, so to me, it's like I'm going to start this relationship. Yeah. I'm hoping that I'm going to have him when he's a senior, and I'm, I'm banking on the fact that if I invest now and have conversations now, it will set up for future conversations mm-hmm. that are even deeper and richer. And I might get to the point where I can just go yeah. up and say, hey, what sins are you struggling with? Exactly. But if I, if I invest now – conversationally the same as you ryan with that student with skateboard you may not love skateboarding moving forward but probably not (laughs) but you now have ammo next week be like hey do you want any new tricks this week like you can Mm -hmm. converse with them on something for sure that they care about yeah Uh, so you might not end up loving the things that your kid like loves you know anime whatever it might be um the poor anime kids, we pick on them. That's that's the <laughs> well, example. Well, it's you know, it's easy to pick on because it's they're, you know, they stand out and are sure. you know abnormal. But you know, it's like anything else. Um, yep. Yeah. So the encouragement would be to talk with your kids, converse with them. So I think too. I just even thinking about your your question was what is the purpose of conversation mm-hmm. and getting to the heart and thinking back to Pastor Peter's sermon mm-hmm. when Cain killed Abel, God knew everything that happened. Yes. And yet He's God so. carried on a conversation yes. when he didn't have to. He said, where's your brother? Yes. And he did that to get to Cain's heart. Yes. And I think That's even really to good. give Cain an opportunity to repent mm-hmm. and turn back. Yep. But yep. Yep. conversation, great... yeah, God does it with us too. So, Yes, he does. <laughs> That's, That's, That's a really good example. Um, so I want to end here you know, by reading a quote. Um, Kids are being shaped far more than we imagine. So regardless of what phase they're in, they're being shaped way more than we can imagine. They are soaking in their environments. They're being set up for a future, a calling, and a family. We need to attend to their hearts now. Um, You know, parents, you have wisdom and insight that your kids need. And one of the ways that you can set yourself up to be heard is to show interest in your kids. Love them. Care about them where they are now. Um, don't just focus on fixing behaviors now based on where you want their heart to be. Seek to get it where their heart is now to understand the behavior. And that's when you'll have opportunities to, you know, point them to Christ, you know, whether they love Jesus or not, point them to him, point them to him. And the way you point to him is speak at their heart and what's going on in their heart. So, uh, we love you guys. Don't ever hesitate to give us feedback on what we can talk about that would encourage you and help you have an awesome week. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Time Podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five-star rating. Let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover. You can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org.